You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Devil's Advocates Rebuilding Hell Podcast, brought to you by the generous folks over at the Hockey Podcast Network. We have another exciting, informative, and well, fuck it, rant-filled podcast coming your way. Stay tuned. I hope you enjoy Shane, it's, it's you, it's fire, Shane, and I'm just, I'm just listening. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Shane, Tyler Seguin is not competing at his heighted level anymore. No. I think he's still got it, but it's just not happening. There needs to be a mix-up on that team with him to maybe, you know, improve his game. Sitting alongside Ben is just not working anymore. Because that team's shit. <laughs> They're not though, they, dude. Dude, they're, but they they're are. really they not. They have shit. no depth. They've never had depth. Their best forward outside of those two was Spezza. <laughs> so wait, hold on. So Pavelski doesn't get any any credit. Pavelski, it's one year. Pavelski's trash this year. Jesus, he's not trash. Okay, he's recycling. Here's the thing. He's, on he's not that good anymore. He's on a new team that plays a different style the than best, he's the to. best forward. Outside of Ben and Seguin in Dallas since the trade that sent him to Dallas was Jason Spezza. How the fuck do you get success when your top three players are Jamie Ben, Tyler Seguin, and yep. Jason fucking Spezza? Spezza was a top. You have one line. Example. You have literally one line. That's it. That's that all. Spezza was a. Yeah, go ahead. Who else did they have? You're comparing a team, you know, Nashville, anyone in, everyone, okay. every single team. Yep. And like, okay, that's like saying McKinnon in three, four years isn't a top line center because he's not producing to 100 points. Here's why. The only two players that he's actually ever had to play with are Rantanen and Landeskog. The only player Ben, or the only player Sigging has ever had in Dallas, has been Ben. Okay, I get well, where you're coming true. from. But if you're going to throw shade at Pavelski and saying he's trash, I mean, for Joe coming to a new team, struggling in the beginning with the team, 
finding his game. He's not that far away from Tyler Seguin's, uh, what he was able to put up this year on a team and, he's been with for like four or five years. And the time of the team it. doesn't matter. It just shows you how bad the team was. They don't use Pavelski correctly. Pavelski is a bona fide tipping, you know, magician, and they don't use him there. I don't get that. I've watched plenty of games where Pavelski is not on the ice on a power play when he's golden standing right in front of the net and they're not using him. And I'm like, see, this is the problem. Like he's going, he's on a team. Now I don't think Pavelski originally wanted to go to Dallas. I think he wanted to stay in San Jose, but because the sharks gave a shitload of money to Eric Eric Carlson without any consideration of the fact that they would have not been able to afford Pavelski. Honestly, I feel like the sharks are probably better off without Carlson. It's not like he made that big of a contribution, especially in the playoffs, because he was hurt. And, you know, this that trade is going to haunt the Sharks, especially it's when gonna, Ottawa... Gonna, if we're going to talk about points, if we're just going to talk straight points, three years up until this year, not including this year, right. Sagan has 230. All right. All right. Uh, on Pavelski one, on, has 198. Okay. All right. So if Pavelski's still a top end player. Then how the hell isn't Sagan a top end player? Well, I, I didn't. I didn't say that. I, I, Sagan, Sagan can still produce. It's. I'm talking more from the standpoint of like we were talking about before that like, you know, who was really stepping up in the playoffs last year for Dallas? And I was like, Sagan wasn't doing as much. He wasn't scoring like they expected. So that was just like that. That's what started this whole thing. Yeah, but no one was producing for Dallas. Except uh, Ben Bishop. Yeah, and realistically. I just think I just think that you put Tyler Sagwin, I think you put him on a second and you let him you let him run that line. I think it's I think eleven points. He he was tied with Zuccarello for the most points for Dallas in this in the playoffs last year. But that's I mean, but that we're talking about a guy, a, a Zuccarello that's that played half a season with Dallas. Like, that's, a- but we're not talking about okay, it's still the playoffs. It, does, it shouldn't matter. That means Ben, who's been there longer than everyone, is a, a fourth line scrub. Okay, I'm not saying that. There's this. Okay, hey, so, so you, you keep you keep Tyler the, the on the first on and the you move Jamie down. Argument. Is that what you're saying? Pardon? You take you keep Tyler at the first and you bring Jamie down, right? Oh God! If you're gonna talk about production, yeah, because Ben's <laughs> nowhere see, near I the mean, same production. I mean, I can see where where Shane's coming from when we're talking about just production. I can see that because, like, when was the last time that Jamie Ben really was a? Uh, yeah, I, I I look, I can agree with that. Okay. Because Jamie Ben is not the Jamie Ben of five years ago when he was considered one of the top three players every year in fantasy. You know, that, that, that is gone, but That's so facts. is the, the Tyler Seguin top 10. That's yeah. all I'm saying. There you go. I mean, I don't think Sagan was ever in a top 10, but it's yeah. kind of hard to argue. Okay, he had a down year, but he has not had – this would be his worst statistical year in Dallas, yep. ever. He had 84 points in his first year. He, he was in a 70-point guy. He had 80 points last year. Mm-hmm. He's still a top-end player. He is. 
He still is. It's and he, different. you know, if, okay, if he goes to free agency, you swatch, you switch Hall and Sagan. Hmm. What? I think I, if well, Sagan is not a top end plower anymore, then yeah. neither is Hall. Well, that's, okay. you know, that's well, a look, good, I'm just it, saying, I'm just saying that right now in this system, he's not working. Like, yeah, he's putting Dallas up points, but he's, but he needs, look, it, whether it's a line change or not, their whole disposition needs to change. And it, if those are the two backbones of this, they need to fucking break it and move them around. Easily. They need depth. They need to they do, do. They do. They went and agree on that? And Perry. that? Yes. Yes. We, I Shane? think we agree on that. What? Can we agree on that? What? Do they need depth? <laughs> They need everything, but they need it. They need to split those two up. I don't think they need to split those two up. They just need depth. Oh, geez. I mean, that I, I, all right. So let's, well, anyway, folks, let's, uh, let's just start it. Let's just, uh, it's a little late into it, but, uh, welcome back folks. Welcome to another episode of the devil's advocates. I'm one of your co-hosts, Corey Fleetwood, AKA the Bayou Benders. I'm joined alongside, alongside Shane, our very tenacious host of, centurion overtaking i think i believe that's what it's called now and our most returning guest yeah now fuck it uh, might as well say it, now co-host and neil villapiana how we doing today folks i'm uh, i'm solid man you know it's uh just another day in quarantine uh over here in jersey but uh i'm, I'm doing doing the best that i possibly can shane how we doing i'm good i overheard yeah. I'm good. Everything from the <laughs> counting conversation to to now. First, we're gonna bring up the listening. counting conversation. Awesome. Just silently building my thoughts. I know, and you know what? I'm looking at it. I'm like, this dude's got it on mute. He's writing notes. You know, like this guy's about to come in and 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 take everything we said and and find something some, something to debate He's, about. He was like, I oh, love, yeah, which I love. You're gonna keep it real spicy. There we go. But first off, let's go about this. Shane uh, picked up quite a little bit of a, an artistic hand as of late. You've been designing a couple of uh, banners, man. They're looking pretty sick. Yeah, I got bored and decided to try my hand. <laughs> I got bored. Is that what quarantine has done to you? You just got to that Humble point. brag. Just, I'm just a little bored. There's no real skill I, I, to I, it, boys. Like, I, was just, I needed something to do, so I thought I'd play my hand out of it. And... <laughs> It I mean, worked out well. There you go. No, they are looking sharp. Uh, you know, you did tell me to go look at uh, Tip of the Icebergs, our Penguins podcast here at the Hockey Podcast Network. Looks <laughs> really good. But I say that there's a lot of clout coming with the three cups in the sky. I think There's uh, five. Oh, Jesus. It's five. Yeah, it's five. Sorry. Really? Well, I'm just saying, Shane knew where to put them, and those guys were just feeding into it. If Shane didn't make money off of that, I'm not – I would be shocked. Yeah. No, I did it for free. I'm not good enough to charge. <laughs> well, man, that Ottawa one looked really sharp. Something I could you could you could see on Google, like something that was obviously taken from someone and thrown up there. Yeah, it looked he, really sharp. Uh, yeah, he was definitely. Um, it's it, it's definitely a, a solid one, no doubt. Uh, I really I really enjoy it. You got I mean, any I other ones in the works? <laughs> I, I'm that bored that I will do. You were the. You were the. I love. I love it. No, I think it's great. Um, Funny thing is, I'm actually uh, I actually talk to Atletico Ottawa uh, from time to time. Five teams, one arena. Yeah, I um. That is insane. I um. That yeah, that is that is really bizarre. 
If they can make it work, dude, kudos to them. Well, like, they have a football they're... field and a hockey arena attached to each other. The hockey arena is underneath the north side awesome. stands of the football field. That is fucking awesome. I know. It's great. Like, I mean, for Ottawa to be able to do something like that, and there's teams that have, have folded, you know, like, I, I don't really know NHL teams, but, like, for us personally, the brass didn't make it because they were starting to share it with uh, the Hornets. Um, you know, that kind of fucked us up. But, I mean, for you guys to, to bring all of that together is pretty pretty impressive. It kind of worked out in Jersey because we, we, were, we only had the Devils and the Nets to share an arena. Gross. Kind of gross, yeah. I know. Fuck the Nets. How is that gross? <laughs> Fuck the Nets. Well, look, Shane. Wow. Okay. and New Jersey. <laughs> He's making fun of my basketball team now. First it was first it was <laughs> your basketball team on. left for Brooklyn. Okay, I understand that. So yeah. they didn't even want to be in Jersey. Who wants to be in Jersey? The Devils. Or even the Nets. The Devils. And the Nets are shit. The Devils want to be in Jersey. That's true. Yeah, and they're fucking crazy. How would they cr- well, I love how he's insulting my state like Shane, where point. do they All right. Go back if to they Kansas. Had to move the team, so where do they move them? Go back to Kansas and become the scouts. Oh, no. I swear, I thought he was going to no. say Quebec. I was expecting Quebec on this no. one. I think Quebec deserves a team, but I, I don't yeah, know Yeah, but they Kansas. don't deserve – How do you say it? They don't They what, don't deserve Quebec? – Quebec? Quebec? How you Quebec. say it? Quebec? Quebec? Quebec. Quebec, so with like a C, okay? It's a Q. We, well, I know, but you, it sounds from, – from what I hear, I hear a C. You're saying Quebec, right? Yeah, Q U. Yeah, it's Quebec. Okay, well, down south we would pronounce it as Quebec. And in the and in Jersey we say it however we want to say it because why not? I mean, you also misspell like color and flavor and favorite. So it's <laughs> Jesus. You also Dude, misspell whatever. paycheck. Whatever. Okay. All right, guys, whatever. this is the episode where we just make fun of pe- where people. Yeah, are. we're just fucking teeing off on on everybody. It's the three way. Well, look back back to Shane real quick. You know, Shane Shane's found a hobby, you know, whether he calls it boredom or not, he's really embraced his, his artistic side during this, uh, during this time of, of real boredom. Neil, have you, have you picked up any new hobbies or anything like that during this? Um, I wouldn't say I picked up anything new. I have been working uh, on my podcast, the Mofobo Network podcast. I had a couple of guests come on this past week. Sick. Um, so if you go check that out, Mofobo Network podcast on Spotify or on uh, Anchor FM, you could check out some of the things. I talked to uh, a guy, um, a friend of mine from ESPN Radio in Philadelphia, um, Doug Scheimel. We talked about where we think the sports world might be when the quarantine, you know, eventually comes to an end. And then I also had a, a good friend of mine um, who's big into um, big into soccer. He's actually a supporter for the New York Red Bulls. Um, that uh, what's it called? Um, we were ranking the NFL uniforms for this year. So like. The seven new team, the seven teams that like change their uniforms, and we said, "Yo, the Rams are so ugly." ugly. Yeah, ugly. yeah, no, I know. I we we ugly. we all said that they were like the worst. We thought Atlanta and St. Louis did a really bad job. St. Louis, who the fuck St. Louis? St. Louis, I'm not. I'm still not used to calling them L.A. All right, you know. No, we'll get so, used to it. They've been there for like five years. Yeah, well, you know what? I still so don't like it, and I never will like it. It's still disrespectful to call it to St. Louis. I'm not calling New Jersey, Kansas. How about that? Oh, cute. Cute. Uh-huh. Dude, you just, yeah, that's that's what I thought. 
All pepper today, bud. My God. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, that's um, that yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. I'm uh, I'm also now officially a college grad. I graduated from my um community college on Tuesday. So Beautiful. Done with that. So we're um, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Beautiful. I know Shane and I talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah, I heard it at the very end. I didn't really, I wasn't on air to talk about it, man. But but congratulations, that's awesome. Thank you. Speaking of uh, speaking of last week, uh, Bayou, how was uh, how was your time um, editing the last episode? Oh, sick! It was <laughs> it was phenomenal. I love it. Uh, driving five plus hours to come home to uh, <laughs> an hour thirty conversation. I'm not sorry. Five <laughs> no, minutes in, she, someone she like... someone doesn't have their mic on. <laughs> but it's just there's just empty space. <laughs> I got a breakdown. <laughs> it was just a great start. I, got, I came home just tired. I'm like, you know what? The boys did good. I know they did. And it literally starts off with a heated conversation. And then you just hear Neil's quiet. And he's like, Shane, we Shane your mic's off. Shane. <laughs> and, and Shane got, at one point Shane just puts up his finger and just goes hold on <laughs> just wait oh man like five minutes and we're like okay we haven't started yet but let's get to it oh it was great but um I was also a guest on uh the Centurion Overtaking pod as well yeah you guys did fun. a two-parter <laughs> yeah that was fun we we it took, was like three hours yeah conversation we were, man I'm, I'm happy that like, you guys split it yeah, we started at like seven and ended at like ten thirty. Oh wow, boys! I was like, and there was like a good like forty five minutes of unrecorded conversation. <laughs> and the best part was like we went from talking about hockey to then we started comparing the NFL to CFL, and it just became like this whole. And I was like in my head, I'm like, we went so far off topic. It's yeah, it was it was definitely one of the most educational uh, wormholes I've ever had the pleasure of listening and editing. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you leave both of us to do to do this. <laughs> You're you are you are very good at telling us. All right, let's move on to something else because we, we even I talked think, about. I that think that's too. yeah. You guys did mention it, and I, I couldn't help but laugh because I'll be like, I can't fit it in there because you guys get so heated that you just lose your mind. So I can't fit a word in. <laughs> so I type in a message, and I'm like, they're not going to read this for five fucking minutes. Like, so it's <laughs> no, just going to keep going. <laughs> Yeah, no, you just gotta no see no see by you just gotta jump in and just be like, all right, for the love of God, shut up. Let's talk about something else. Like we oh, we shit. have we have we have something very interesting, I think, uh, to talk about today. Yeah, uh what you got? What you got? So um for, for those of you that, that don't know, uh, it was announced I think yesterday that uh fifteen year NHL veteran Alice Hemsky yeah, let's uh, be retired. Careful. Fifteen-year <laughs> senators, great. Yes, Alice for for half a seat for twenty games, for twenty games, scoring four goals and third, getting thirteen assists. Uh, he did re- he did retire, and he hasn't played in the NHL since the seventeen eighteen season when he was with Montreal for all of seven games. Um, he had been dealing with a bunch of injuries, but he announced his retirement and. I found out about it actually on the NHL Instagram and James Van Riemsdyk of the Flyers said, how is Hemsky's loose? Not one of the videos shown as a tribute to Hemsky. And I was like, you know what? He's absolutely right. That like, how is that not in there? And like, what I remember about Alice Hemsky was that that year that they went to the finals in 0506, he played almost the entire 82 games during the season, 19 goals, 
58 assists, so that's 77 points. And he was, you know, honestly, he, that was the first time I heard of Hemsky. And, like, I thought it was cool because he was the first hockey player that I saw with a number, like, in the 80s plus. I was like, that's such an interesting number that it's 83. But um, Yeah, and he stuck with know. that his whole career. So Yeah, I think that was his, it was, it was his entire career. So he retires. Um, he was drafted uh, in the first round of the 2001 draft by the Oilers, 13th overall. Uh, he's, so, and he's going to finish his career playing 845 games, scoring 174 goals, getting 398 assists for a total of 572 points. And I believe just prior to him leaving Edmonton, he was the captain, I want to say, for a year or two before he moved yeah, on. Yeah, he was. And that apparently is upset Shane for whatever reason. Let's hear it. Oh, no, I'm just saying that he was. Yeah, like, no, but you said it like, <laughs> yeah, he was. Go back to that era. It wasn't that great. You don't right. want to remember it. Well, if you're Why he was traded. Of course. Of course. What was – does any do, – do you guys – I don't even know. Like, what was in that trade? I don't even know. I'd have, I'd have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look that up because I just want to see like where he got. Oh no! But he ended up going to Dallas with Spezza because he had a, <laughs> a, you know, he loved playing with Spezza, which I mean, it's fair. But like, fuck him. But he wasn't a better forward on the Stars overall than uh, Spezza, right? No, not at all. No. If no, you no. want to talk about someone who went to Dallas and fucking died, Hemsky. <laughs> He's literally the prime example of it. He yeah. literally right. went to Dallas and died. All right, His so, career just vanished. It went poof. Fucking so, Dallas magic uh, right there. Yeah, so but, at, but at that point, he had already succumbed to, like, n- numerous injuries. Like, he was just such a banged-up player. He but he was, still, you, like, he was still a serviceable player. And then he went to Dallas and just went nowhere. Like, he just died. So is that an omen for Joe Pavelski that he's just going to die in Dallas now that he's there? It was a third and a fourth round pick in 2015 and uh, 2014. I'd like to see what those picks ended up becoming because I just want to see if that means that he, if he, uh, but but yeah, no, he was, uh, I mean, so that's not, I mean, the fact that the Oilers got multiple picks for Alex Hemsky, considering what some may feel that he was at that time. He was um, worth it. But, yeah, I mean, he played from from 2002 to, you know, majority of 2014. I guess he was traded at the deadline, is my guess, because he only played 55 games there. But yeah, he, um, he will always be remembered. Uh, one goal in particular is the one against Dallas, which Dallas was just looking to try to score an empty net goal. And uh, the guy's name escapes me at the moment. Stefan? But, Stefan missed the net, mm-hmm. and uh, Hemsky ended up scoring the game winner. Uh, not the game with the tying goal, the, and I think they still ended up losing in overtime anyway. So it's not like it was something that made the world's biggest deal. But yeah, Ellis Hemsky has retired from the National Hockey League. It's kind of interesting how it took him this long, but I guess he was just hoping that maybe the injuries would kind of go away and he could come back. But knowing how the game is played now, and knowing you know where he was standing, it it. Well, it definitely was the right decision, I think, for him to uh, call it quits. And playing 15 years in, you know, 15 years in anything is, is quite an achievement. And the fact that Hemsky was able to play 15 NHL seasons and rack up, you know, almost 600 points, you know, 28 points shy, but still, 
getting 500 plus is uh is a pretty solid NHL career, and he did also get a chance to at least play in the Stanley Cup Finals. So there's that. So that third round pick in 2015, 2015 yes, turned into Cam Talbot. Really? Yeah, they that? used it to trade. Mm. They flipped it to New York for Cam Talbot. Okay. Uh, and then the fifth round pick became a scrub. Never played a game. Liam Conklin. <laughs> I like how that was. Yeah, I was going to say, are you going to mention his name? Or are you just going to say he's a scrub and let's move on? <laughs> thinking about it, but I figured I'd give him a name. All right. But yeah, um, that kind of brings me to, to something that I found interesting that uh, Bayou and I talked about before we started that. I think at one point, and Bayou, you can correct me, that Edmonton had something like five or six alternates at one time. So they had, yeah, because we were, because I had, I was on the impression that Hemsky was the captain at one point during uh, like the beginning era of like Taylor Hall and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. We looked it up and I was wrong. You know, it was Sean Hawkoff. But in 2014 season, they had six alternates and then Andrew Ferentz was their captain. And up until reading this, I thought it was, you know, under my you know, Southern mind, I thought you can only have four alternates or one captain and as many as three alternates. I didn't know you could go past that. So you can have as many alternates as you want. You can't, you just can't have more than two captains. No, you can't have more than two of them wearing a game. Okay. I see what you're saying. If you have a seat. So it's right. basically like, say, one of them's injured. They have a reserved alternate. Yeah, so you can name, okay. like, for Ottawa, you know, we had, heading into this year, we had, like, seven alternates. We had Pajot, Hansi, and Borowicki, which Ooh. were our main three. When all healthy, they would all wear the A's. Uh, we had Shabbat and Kachuk wear the A's when if two of them were out, and then – uh, Connor Brown, I'm pretty sure, and Bobby Ryan were the other two right. that were would wear the A if four or more were out. <laughs> so, <There you> go. <laughs> um, that's quite oh, the uh, that's quite impressive, and that kind of that kind of brings me to something that um, I've been discussing with a lot of Devils fans on on Twitter. And if you don't know, you can follow me on Twitter at T H E N V P S H O W. Um, a lot of people are saying, Oh, well, Andy Green, got, <laughs> Andy Green got, uh, got traded, you know, to the Islanders. And now, you know, they're kind of without a captain. Um, do the devils just immediately make someone else now the new captain? Or do we go down the way the Rangers have done where the last couple of years, they haven't had a captain, just a bunch of alternates. And a lot of people have said to me, oh, we should make Nico Hishu the captain. And I say, he's only finishing his third year in the league. I understand that people want to say it's his team now because Hall's no longer there. But I think it's too early to want to make Nico the captain. I think that you should have multiple alternates because you do have some veteran guys in there that can be leaders. And the two guys that people have been talking about, even from the player's standpoint, has been – Travis Zajac and even someone like PK Subban to be kind of like the, the leaders in the locker room for now. And I think that would be the better thing to do because if you make somebody a captain too early without, you know, learning about, are they a 
bona fide leader both on and off the ice, it might lead to problems. And I think you saw that in San Jose when they stripped Joe Thornton of his captaincy Mm -hmm. and they had several alternates for a year or two before Pavelski kind of, you know, molded into that that captain. And then eventually when Pavelski unfortunately had to leave, you kind of had someone like Couture who had kind of developed into now he can be that leader. You know, you want to have that type of, um, that type of situation where you can just groom someone into it. So I think it's too early for someone like Nico Hishier to immediately just become the captain because it's like you're putting a lot of pressure on a kid who is not even 25 yet. I mean, he, he just he's, – he's going to be turning 22 soon, and he just – you know, you've you got to give him some time to still develop his own game before you really start to do that. But maybe with now that the Devils are beginning what you would call an actual rebuild – maybe that's where Nico can start to really become that leader and eventually become the captain. Okay, so I'm just going to jump in right here. You can't compare San Jose's situation to New Jersey's. You can't. And why, and because why not? Marlowe was stripped of the C and gave and given to Thornton. Mm-hmm. So you already had that issue of your franchise player – getting the C taken from him to be given to another player who multiple reports said didn't even want it. They gave it to him because he was the best player. And then when they realized that, oh, he's not captain worthy, like he's not a good captain. Yeah. They took it on him because he, yeah. ne- he should never have gotten it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, again, it, it proves, it proves a point to say just because, you know, you, you know, your guy, just because he's, he, he's your future player. superstar, apparently, right doesn't mean that he is deserving of it right, right now. But it doesn't that, help when the locker room's already divided. Oh, absolutely. Because you got it. And that, was, and that was the problem. Like, they were divided. Now, I'm not saying the devil's locker room is divided. There's no question about it. It's just that you don't want to put someone that young with still a lot left to grow and still a lot left to learn to be given that possibility. Because for all we know, maybe Nico Hishier isn't captain worthy. You know? it's It's just – you, you don't want to do that, but you also could say you never know until you try, and it's like, do you really want to do that? And, again, like – I feel like, like he's got years. If, if it's going on, you never know if you try. I feel like he's got a little bit of time before, like, you you yeah. don't have to sporadically throw him in there, you know. Like, and they did sign him. They did give him a seven-year extension, so it's, it's – He's clear. got time. I feel like they're right. trying to prep him, so. I think that's what they're, that they're looking for at this point because I think if they had – Let's say they had locked up Taylor Hall long term. I think that there would have probably been a good uh, consensus that he probably would have ended up becoming the captain once Andy Green retired. Because I don't think I the Devils it. would have made would have forced Andy Green to remove his captaincy while he was still playing. I think that they would have just you know do, you know made kept him the captain until you know that was until um, he was done. And I think that's uh, and and people say, well, why don't you make Zajac? And it's like. Zajac can be a leader, but he might not be the, the guy that we're, we're looking for. And you also have to remember, Zajac may only have a year or two left before he retires. So do you really want to have a guy that's only the captain for a year or two when the team still needs a couple more years before they really can take off? You know, it's, it's, it's those type of questions that you have to ask. And that's why it's such an interesting kind of topic of discussion when it comes to who do you want to make alternates? Who do you want to make captains? And you can see how, like, 
when you use the Rangers example, the organization, since they started doing this repo, they've realized we're trying to develop a culture so that when we get to the point where we feel like it's time to make a captain, we have a guy that's like voted in by the players. Like we say, okay, this is the guy that we want that. And could it be someone like an Artemi Panarin? Maybe. We don't know. Could it be Mika Zibanejad? I've heard a lot of Rangers fans say it should be Mika. Like he's been there long enough. And it's like, again, it's trying to develop a culture. So it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing. And, and that's why in San Jose you saw – them not go to Thornton because like Shane was saying, you know, he, he's proven that he's not captain material. Who'd they go to? They ended up going to Logan Couture, who's he's been there for a while. And I think over the last, especially the last two years, I think he's really grown up as a leader, both on and off the ice with the way that he's carried himself, the way he's kind of carried the team uh, to an extent. Um, and, and I think it was the right choice. And I think that Couture learned a lot from this year, considering how much things went wrong for San Jose. And I know Martin Jones had said that, oh, the team kind of was divided um, because of just the loss of someone like Joe Pavelski being that captain and being that leader, you know, you know, Couture maybe at times didn't do what he needed to do. And could that be a sign that maybe he's not captain material? Probably. But I think at the same time, you could say maybe it's just the learning experience for Couture and maybe he'll take on a bigger role next year. So I think at the end of the day, it's just a very, um, it's a touchy, touchy type of subject when it comes to figuring out who are your main leaders and who are the guys that the players are really going to um, gravitate to and follow when it comes to trying to build a, a championship team. Also, the fact that we have to remember these are letters on the front of a jersey that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The A or the C, it shouldn't mm-hmm. matter. No. If you're a leader, you're a leader. If you're right. not, you're not. It shouldn't matter if you have the C or the A. Yeah. The, right. the NHL and hockey fans and the hockey community have put such a, a high standard mm-hmm. on a letter. Yep. If you're a leader, you're a leader. So if they want to name, if Heischer's a leader, if, he, if Nico Heischer is a true leader, it will not matter if he's wearing an A, a C, or, C. or nothing. Because the only difference between someone wearing the wearing no letter and wearing the C is you get to talk to the official and you deal with more media presence, which unfortunately for him, he's going to deal with anyways. Right. So giving him the C, there's no – It's added, not going to take him out of the spotlight. Right. No. So, like, there's no difference. If you're going to give him the A, you may as well give him the C or run four A's. Right. Right. But That makes, that makes sense. You know, I, I, I also wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers didn't name a captain because their A system is working so well. It has yeah. been working, and that and that's a very good point. That you know, there's a there's always that possibility that they could just say, "Why should we have to name a captain when we have this many guys in the locker room that people look to as leaders in the locker room?" Because yeah. it's a letter. You don't I mean, need it to be a leader. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he, truthfully, I, I like the. Uh, I like when it is there is no captain. It's just A's. I feel like, you know, it's that spotlight bullshit. You know, like as the fans, you you expect that to be the face of it. And I'd rather it be a team mentality. So if you want to put four A's out there, I think that's the way to do it. And what what bugs me the most about it from that standpoint is that a lot of fans in general feel that, you know, 
you know, if you, if you want to have somebody that's going to take that spot, like, why don't you just put it on the guy that everybody knows? So like in Edmonton, you have, it's like Connor McDavid. And I'm like, no disrespect to Connor McDavid, but is he really a leader? Is, if there's a very good question there. There's other guys in that locker room. Is he the, is he the guy Did they just make him the captain because he's the best player on the team? Probably. And, you know, well, yeah. that's what I, I'm saying. It's like, I think when it's like shit like that, I think, Logan Couture is another example. Like, I think that Connor McDavid's name helps him get that. I think his skill helps him get that. But, like, overall, like, like Tyler, I mean, like uh, Logan Couture, it's it's his game. He can be quiet. He can be awkward or whatever. It's it's his ability to be a leader winning and helping this team come together yeah. is what's going to make him do that and not necessarily, like, his presence as far yeah. as, like, media or if he's popular. You it's, know. But, it has but the to thing be is – with Crosby, the same questions were arise, like a, like they arise when Crosby was given the C in Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. he's literally done nothing but push that team yeah. to a competitive level. Three cups. Sometimes, yeah, it might be a little early, and they're gonna have to grow, but you have to be patient with them. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with giving him the C too early, and being patient with him. And that's exactly what they did with Crosby, exactly what they did with Landeskog and McKinnon, because Landeskog got the captain when Duchesne and O'Reilly were there. So you have to look at that being like, what was really good? Like, is he the best? Is he the captain get, being given this? Like, he's the captain because he's the best player? Or is there something else going on? And that's and right. that's a very good that's a very good point and, and that's why it's like I'm always curious to know what is the 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 backstory to the decision to make someone an alternate or someone a captain or just someone a leader in general and there's so much that goes into it other than just like you know how do you carry yourself on the ice or like how do you, you know how do you perform and everything like that like you know you have you have a guy like. Um, you know, you look at Calgary, and I think if I'm not mistaken, Mark Giordano is the captain, correct? Yep. Yeah, and Giordano's not the best player on the team. I mean, you do have other very good players, but, like, there, there could be a good reason behind it that's saying, like, oh, maybe he was selected because they felt like he was, you know, the best leader. Maybe guys on the team grok to him a lot more than maybe some other guys on the team. You know, sometimes I think that these um, people in management, they, they go to the players and they kind of just say, Hey guys, who who do you, you know, who do you really like? And uh, you know, Shane, you and I were having this discussion last week about, you know, Taylor Hall being considered a, a cancer in the locker room. You know, for all we know, if he had been in New Jersey long term and maybe they made him the captain, maybe that <coughs> would have ended up being the wrong decision because maybe he isn't the type of guy that um, you know is built for that. And I think one of the reasons that when you look at the Devils' last two captains, the last two captains have been. Bryce Salvador and then Andy Green, those are two guys that, yeah, they're, they're not great players, but they handle being in that um, pressure of having to be the captain of a team and having to deal with all that, with, with all the media and all that, they, they handle it very well. Um, and, and maybe Nico can do that. It seems like he's handled it pretty well so far in his career. Um, could Jack Hughes down the road be that way? It depend, you know, you know it's, it's good stuff like that, but it's um, – it's really intriguing to see how that whole process goes down when it comes to figuring it out. But I think as far as when I say, um, when talking about the Devils, I think the best thing for them going forward would be to probably have just alternates 
and just kind of see where things go and see how things develop because you're trying to develop a culture with a new GM, definitely going to be a new head coach. And, you know, you have guys that are going to be coming up from the minors and guys are going to be drafting. And it's about developing uh, a type, the type of culture that you want, that you can be proud of that, you know, results in winning. And, um, you know, it could be either like, like I said, doing the alternates or, like Shane was saying, maybe making someone like Nico the captain and just let him grow. Um, I think uh, I think it's really a, a a thing that it just kind of depends on the situation that you're in and what you feel is the best for the team in this in the position that you're in. Here's a question: When was the last team outside of Pittsburgh and Washington, mm-hmm. and even you can make an argument for Washington? Okay. Who was the last team to win the cup where their best player? was the captain their best player um okay this is going to be really random but i'm going to say was it was it tampa bay when dave anderchuk was there no Day and san louis were way better than uh anderchuk he was at the end of his career fair enough fair and enough. you had brad richards um okay let's go with how about how about in 2015 with jonathan taves taves is not kane's the better of kane's the two gonna, i'll move it uh, tell who's the best player in Chicago. It's always going to be Kane, then Taves. Okay. So wait. So then, what is the answer? Because I'm, I'm really there's honest. none. <laughs> there <laughs> isn't. Every Great. team, just, to, like I, even I, New I, Jersey. Myself, <laughs> <laughs> even even New Jersey. Was yep. Scott Stevens? No. No. The best I see what player. You're saying. Yeah, no. you're right. I know where you're going. Peter Meyer in Anaheim in 07. He wasn't the best player on that team. You had Solani, you had Getzlaff, you had Pronger. You know what? You could make an argument with 94 with the Rangers because Mark Messier was mm-hmm. the captain. I that was the only person I was thinking of, but I didn't I mean, know how a, far a back. longer than – if you want to go 90s, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Lemire in, Dude, in Pittsburgh yep. and whatnot. Yep. But yeah, if you're no. looking over the last 20 years, even Colorado, Forsberg was better than Sackick. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they just right. – their best players, the best players on the team, weren't the captains. Outside of Crosby and Ovechkin. What what about what about 08 with uh, Detroit? Because it was Nick Lidstrom. Zetterberg and Datsuk. Well, you're Lidstrom comparing was at the a tail end of his career. Defenseman. I mean, you're comparing a forward to a defenseman in that case. But if you look at the best player, Datsuk was the best player in Detroit since he arrived. Ooh. The best offensive player and the best defensive forward. But overall, Datsuk was the best player. All right. That if, oh. if you can, if you put if you're talking about uh Zetterberg early two thousands, late nineties, I'll give it to you. Yeah. But in 08, Lindstrom was at the back end of his career. Datsuk was really starting to take off. Mm-hmm. Datsuk became was the face of the franchise. Realistically, you ask most people who when in that era, who do you yeah. think of? Most, think people, most kids would say Datsu. Yeah, I can see, but at the end, of the day, I can see where you're. I can see what you're you're saying with with that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it, like you were like you were saying, Shane. It, you know, at the end of the day, having a letter on your jersey is just a letter. It's really about. It's really more about how you, how you carry yourself, how you uh, lead, lead guys. You know, so that's a that's a very that's a really good point. Uh, that's a really good point. And we've seen it multiple, like 
we, you see it almost every for every team now. Yeah. It, like the Kings. You're gonna tell me that Dustin Brown. No, <laughs> like, he was the captain yeah. when they won the cup. Yeah, he was. Both I just, times. Lo- I just love how like there was that quick pause by all of us. Like he said, you tell me Dustin Brown. It went silent for a second. It's like, like yeah. he's got a point. Dustin Brown was the captain <laughs> from the Kings when you could have made the argument that it was Kopitar or no. Dowdy. Yeah, yeah, or, or quick Jordan Stahl. You could have said quick. I mean, the only goalie to wear the C was Luongo. Yeah, I mean that's a rule, right? Like the goalie can't wear it, or they they just... can't they can't wear it on their jersey. So he wore it on his helmet, and they had three A's. Mm, okay, but the point is, giving your best player the C doesn't work. It's it doesn't work unless their play the best player is the best captain mm-hmm. or the best person for the job. Right. It won't work. You can't just give the C. And I hate it because every, in Ottawa, everyone's like, oh, give it to Shabbat. Give it to Shabbat. Shabbat's our best player. Mm-hmm. Love Shabbat. Kachuk Shabbat. is the captain. Right. And they're going to wait. I mean, I still think that if he signs long term, you just give him the C because he deals with the amount of pressure anyways. But you you look at most teams – their C's weren't their best player. Hell, even their A's most of the time weren't their best player. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if I'm if I'm New Jersey. Do you look at someone else besides Heischer? Because even if you go look at Vancouver, Bo Horvat isn't their best player. He's not even he's not even their second best player. And you can make an argument that he's not even their third. There you go. I, I knew he was going to bring up Bo Horvat in some capacity. It's because he's the only. It's because he's the. <laughs> what he was the only one named captain last year. Yeah. Yep. But it, it and they're you know they were doing really well. Would Would Bo Horvat have been the captain if he was on the Devils? Probably. <laughs> Bo Horvat's a captain anywhere he goes. I'm. Yeah, no, I mean, it was. How old is he now? He's what twenty. Twenty four. Twenty. And he's the captain. I think that, and that was a pretty big deal when it was announced. Everybody was like, "Wow, that's yeah." Because he was taking over for the Sedins, right? It was like, "Let's just, yeah, let's just do that." So, but I mean, I it probably, honestly, in the long run, I think it's probably going to work out. Long run, uh, I think. I just say run with like three, four A's. If you're not certain who your captain is, just run with A's. And that's what I think. The I, that's what I think. Like a team like. Um, like Ottawa or the Rangers have basically said, like, we can't really make a decision. So we're just going to roll with this because this is the best situation that we have right now. The other thing is, I, go ahead. is if you want to put, you can use it as a way to tell fans that there's going to be structure. And if you give the C to somebody, yep. you're telling them that this person is our leader and it creates structure for the fan base. And that's the only reason why I like the only reason why you do it. Mm-hmm. But it's not always the best reason. Good point. That's that's a good point. But I think I think with the team being relatively they're they're in their early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a team that that's this young has now committed to a rebuild, I don't think 
I, I like I like Shane's point about the uh, you know giving it to a C for structure, but I don't think this team should even be worrying about a captain, uh, considering they got all these young guys. Well, yeah. But if you're not good enough to be, if you guys don't have the rhythm to be a team that can compete at a super high level in the NHL, I, I don't see why you don't run A's. I don't think anyone has. I don't think the team's good enough to have a captain. I just think that they got to build that team. There's no point in putting a captain now. It's only a placeholder. It could cause problems in the, in the locker room or whatever, you know, it could cause someone to have, you know, too much stress. And now that their game's deteriorating, I don't know. It's just, I think that a team that is not capable of winning and having a winning culture, there should be no captain. You know, one thing that people, used to say to me from a couple of years ago is that they never understood why Patrick Elias was never captain. Well, just like with Joe Thornton, it was Elias made it clear. He didn't want it. He didn't, he didn't want to be, you know, he didn't want to be in that position. Yeah. I mean, so if he knows his pressure, why? Right. You know, well, it's also the fact that he doesn't need it. He never right. needed it. Right. Dude probably can go down as one of the players that should have been given the C but chose not to because I mean that's the only reason he didn't get it you know he, he just said no he was offered yeah. it and he was like they, they said we want you to be the captain he's like no, no I don't thanks. Want yeah and that's right. the thing is that the same thing with in Ottawa when Alfredson retired they should have gone for they, they should have went to A's but they didn't because they felt like it was necessary to have a captain and it did not right. work out mm-hmm. but they could it's have- just the fact that you know, you're, but the benefit of giving Heisher, let's say Heisher's this given the C. Right. What it does is it sets up a, because the difference between New Jersey and Ottawa is next year, there's not a lot of moving pieces. Unlike Ottawa, where like this year we went in and we knew a lot of our guys were going to be traded. Yeah. So you can set it up as, uh, you know, this is our core. Mm hmm. Nico Heeshear and uh, Jack Hughes. Yep. That's that's our core. Right. The other argument is you give it to Palmieri for mm-hmm. a year, two, three years. Yeah. Give the A to Heeshear. He's already had it. And you get basically you use Palmieri as a stepping stone. Yeah. I mean, they already the, – the Nico, for the most part this year, has worn the A, so he's already been given that type of responsibility because, again, they're, they're saying that this is – you know, he's one of our, our, our foundation pieces. He's one of those – he's one of our guys that's going to be here, you know, as we go through this. And I think that's a good point with Kyle Palmieri. And I think that from a fan standpoint, I think that they would – Brock to it because, you know, he is from Jersey and, you know, he's, he's come to New Jersey and he's been very productive. I mean, he's a guy that has uh, reached 30 goals. I think this year he probably would have gotten close or at least reached it possibly. His first year in New Jersey, he was a 30-goal scorer. He's definitely a guy that has contributed a lot since, he's, since he has uh, been, been with the Devils. And I think that Devils fans would see that, especially if they saw that he was only there for a year or two another year or two or whatever the case may be. And it kind of, you know, he's like, 
you know, and then he just, we make that smooth transition to saying, okay, Nico's now the captain. You know, it's, uh, it just kind of really depends on what the, um, the mindset is. But I think before any of that, I think uh, obviously the Devils have things to try to get with like, who is going to lead your front office? It's like, we still got to figure out, is Tom Fitzgerald going to have the interim tag removed from him and be named the, the full GM, which I think with every day that goes by, it's probably more likely that that's the case. And then it's about finding a head coach that you're going to be comfortable with maybe having long-term. Now, whether that's Gerard Gallant or, you know, John Stevens or, you know, you know who, whoever, it, you have to find those guys because that helps develop um, what you, ha- you want to have uh, in your locker room. And do you know who would be the captain of the Devils right now if he was still there? Go ahead. Adam Henrique. Adam Henrique would be the captain. Okay. I I could I, I can honestly see that. I can honestly see that. It's 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 still frustrating that the Devils made that move because looking at it from afar, it's like Sammy Vatnin was a very solid defenseman. Um but when, when Adam Henrique left and went to Anaheim, he definitely was able to have more success. And I think that he, just like with other players, he, was, he got dragged down into a system that was not working uh, under John Hines. And it got to the point where Henrique kind of just flipped out basically in practice because he was just so frustrated with that situation. And it's, um, but that's a very good point. I, I think that if Adam Henrique was still here, I think that that would be probably the thing that would most likely happen. I think Henry probably would have been the next captain of the Devils. I could see that. But, but, uh, but there's that. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, his, his play has been pretty, pretty, it pretty much stayed the same uh, moving to An- uh, Anaheim. Yep. Hasn't changed. Still the same guy I saw playing in New Jersey for several years. Yeah. Oh, we well, folks. We all want him back. We all, right. we all, we all want him back really I bad. Did not, <laughs> I did not want that trade. But we, we don't we, – we, we regret that trade, no doubt. Oh, I know. Unless – I mean, here's the thing. If, uh, if, if uh, Quokinen becomes a stud, you know, then it might, might even itself out down the road. Who knows? There you go. Well, all right, folks. Uh, I think we'll end it right here. Uh, I, I would love next episode since we we're talking about bad trades. Maybe that could be a good a good long topic for next episode. Some really poor trades. All right, boys. Um, I guess let's Shane. Why don't you tell them where they, where we can find you? Uh, you can find me at Shane underscore Ryan ninety seven on Twitter, and you can check out Centurion Overtaking. 92. Well, it's since Turian 92. Uh, and you can check out my other podcast at 13th Man Podcast. Neil, where can we find you? You know, I know well, last time it was about three minutes of plugging. Right, right. So, uh, right. You, well, if, if you can run it like that again, take it away. You know, just well, that was flawless. Well, I appreciate it. So if you want to, like I mentioned before, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at T H E N V P S H O W. And you can find me on Instagram at NVPQB11. 
Um, I also mentioned the podcast before, the Mofobo Network podcast. Uh, you can find that on um, Spotify and, um, and Anchor. You can also check out the Mofobo Network YouTube channel. Um, you can check out my other YouTube channel, um, The NVP Show. Uh, you can check that out and um, go see some previous videos that I've done. And you can also check out the, uh, the book I still have um, on sale on Amazon, uh, J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 which is the uh, pain and suffering of being a New York Jets fan. So um, if you're a football fan or a Jets fan or just want to just wanna, you know, give it to somebody that is, uh, please go check it out. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. Sky fucking does it all. Uh, <laughs> folks, you can find me, Bayou Benders, Instagram and Twitter, uh, just the Bayou Benders. That's uh, pretty simple for me. I don't have – I don't have quite the book yet, but uh, uh, any last words, guys, before we get that, before we get out of here? Um, Nighter for Horvat. There we go. It's going to be ending the yeah. entire time. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be the new ending to every single episode. Nighter for Horvat. Nighter for Horvat. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, by the way, if you haven't already, there was an article that um, two people from well. Amanda Stein, who reports for the Devils, and mm-hmm. the other person whose name escapes me at the moment, uh, they did an interview with uh, none other than Corey Schneider um, earlier today. And you can find that article on TSN's website. So I think it's like tsn.ca. Um, they did that, which was uh, kind of cool. I actually really enjoyed it. was going to be the athletic. I would set it on fire. <laughs> it was... Uh, uh, Mark Mark Masters was the other Mark guy. Masters? Yeah, Mark Masters? Yeah, Mark Masters and uh, Amanda Stein <laughs> interviewed uh, Corey Schneider, and he was coming to a couple of the points, uh, proving himself all over again in the NHL, helping Jack Hughes manage expectations, what clicked for Mackenzie Blackwood, and how long layoff will impact non-playoff teams. Uh, but, yeah, that was um, that was an article that was uh, put out a couple hours ago, so go check that out. Um, I'm sure Shane would love to go check that one out. Yeah, I'm actually um, going to check that out. I'd love to talk about it in the next episode. Uh, but all right, folks, you guys have a great start to your week. Uh, stay safe. Stay indoors. I know they're saying that people can go out uh, in the U.S. I don't know about Canada. but uh, Yeah, we're slowly. If, you, if, you, if you're going to be the people that are going to go out, just stay as safe as you can out there. Uh, and you guys have a good night. Yeah, that's right. My God. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.